The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Greg the Barbecue Broker DiGiorgio. Let's talk barbecue. Oh yeah. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's Spit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you normally talk around the pit. As always, I'm joined by the barbecue broker. Yes, you are. What's up, brother? What's up, dude? Eh, you know, same old, same old. How's your uh, Memorial Day weekend? Oh, fantastic. Yeah? Fantastic. Yep. Mm -hmm. You smoked the first chuck, I think? Or is that not your first chuck? Not the first time I smoked, but I haven't done it in a while. So tell me what you did this weekend. You in your new house. I moved with that sick view through the woods to the lake. Which you like is, that shit, don't oh, you? Oh man, I can't even. Every time you go, every time it's just like, oh, crank, oh yeah. Just crank the crank the performer on the back patio, smoke a stogie. And now are you gonna be able to see that water when the trees fill in. Mm. They're actually pretty full now. Debatable, huh? Debatable, but whatever. That it's, realtor that says water views just slowly fades away in the summertime. That's all right. Hey, it's there, brother. I don't give you <laughs> shit. The, the trees are going to come and go. Uh-huh. That water's going to stay there. Mm-hmm. Nice. Fish as long as, will, as, long as the water it? don't come up. Do you fish in there? Do you stock it? Yeah, well, it's good. Oh, good God. fishing there, I've heard. Mm. So I got I to gotta update all my licenses, my fishing license, my hunting mm-hmm. license, and all this stuff. So, yeah. So, what'd you cook this weekend? I cooked. Did you have time to throw down at all? <laughs> I, I, Come on now. <laughs> I bet. Come this on is now. Pit life barbecue. Hell yeah. We took yesterday off. <laughs> so we did a, did the chuck roast. Okay. And Which the tacos looked amazing, by the oh, way. Oh, they came out fantastic. Same issue you had. Same exact Tell me. issue what you was had. It? The middle the middle meat. The middle. The middle meat, the middle everything else section. came out. But it was tough. You, you have to wait. It, oh, yeah. You had to wait because I, I was coming in at about 202, 203 on both sides, and I was still only sitting. for the middle for me. I was still only sitting, you know, 190-ish mm, in the middle, so I wrapped it. Yep. And I, and I just let it go. I go, figure it eh, whatever. You know, it's a, it's, it just reminds you. That you can't, when, when cooking a, a chuck or a brisket, you can't go by temperature alone. No, you have to go by feel. Like you said, you, you, I, I hit the thermopet on both sides like butter. Hit that middle and, oh, you're fighting a, a times, little bit. A lot of times, the, the point will be done. Probe tender, like jello. Okay, 205, 6 degrees. I'll go down to the skinny, you know, more lean, flat. And it's still 195 and tough. Mm-hmm. You, if you're just going by one side of the brisket or with beef ribs, I look at it as quadrants, you know? You have the top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right, and then you probe in, in the middle bone. If some, if any one of those quadrants is tough, then you got to keep going. Yeah. Speaking of brisket, this Thursday yes, National Brisket Day, National and in honor Day. of such, I got my one-off... Holy Grail of Barbecue, if you could see that right there. Can we get a zoom in on this right there? Check this out. Not my gut, but check out this shirt right here. This is the Holy Grail 
of barbecue. This shirt was made by my buddy Mike, my Instagram buddy Mike, at the Smoky Bird, okay, who should be a, maybe a guest one day. But that guy made about 30 shirts around the holidays, and I was able to snag one. So you won't find this anywhere. Don't even try. Are you trying right now? <laughs> no, I'm trying to catch up with the chat. See, all the boys are in there. But we're, other, we're than exci- other than brisket, National Brisket Day, we're even more excited because this week. Absolutely. We have a very special guest. Absolutely. Who's Lula? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she's next week's guest. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Lula, call us. We'll talk. <laughs> this week, we're excited to, to uh, announce we are joined by Nelson White of Outlaw Smokers. Yes. Nelson, how you doing, brother? What's up, man? Doing great. Doing great. How y'all doing? Fantastic. We meet again. I had to... I, I actually... This will be my second time interviewing Nelson. Ah. The first time I had to fill in for Kent on the hot seat with CJ. Okay. When Nelson was on. He was... It was me, Nelson, Chef Johnny, and CJ. So okay. we had a nice little round table. I... Not a pellet guy. Mm-hmm. Nelson is talking me into possibly of a, a pellet guy just on <laughs> the construction of his smokers alone. And we'll get to that. Right. We'll right. get to that. So, Nelson, tell everybody who Nelson is first. And where you guys Then are- we'll get into a lot of smokers. And where you guys are out of as well. Like where, where you guys are. Uh- Where's your shop, and where's the magic happen, Nelson? Sure. Uh, well, as mentioned, my name's Nelson, and I own uh, Outlaw Smokers and Sawtooth Pellet Grills. We're out of uh, Boise, Idaho. I'm originally from down in Texas, the central part, but moved up here about 15, 16 years ago. Um, engineering by trade. Uh, about eight, seven, eight years ago, I got into uh, – well, I've been building pits for forever, it seems like, but I got – into pellet grills about seven, eight years ago. And uh, it's been a, an interesting switch for me. I, I never thought that I would be a pellet guy myself. But, uh, you know, after a while, you like sleeping through the night. And, <laughs> and, uh, Funny how that one always and, uh, comes up. It, with it, it. It's, it's, it's the sleep factor. <laughs> it gets you all the time. It does. Well, and I wanted, and I wanted uh, and since I... Since I was involved in it directly, I was able to uh, work around some of the design issues that keep a pellet grill from tasting like a stick burner. And I was able to get as close of a profile, flavor profile to a stick burner as I think we we can get. I'm sure there's always room for improvement, but um, we've, we've made a lot of improvements in that area. So so with your, with your um, smokers, you don't have to add it. You don't feel you need to add that additional smoke tube like a lot of pellet guys do? No, and, and you, most of those imports, uh, what they're trying to do is make it convenient for the guy who's used to using a gas grill. He's not used to having a, a wood flavor at all. Right. So any wood flavor is going to be better. And and I'm trying to hit the other end of the market for the people who are used to using a wood pit and a charcoal smoker, and they just want that same flavor but the convenience of the pellet grill. So I, I'm – trying to hit the people who are um, more your uh, your heart your well I don't know a nice way to say it, but people who are more serious about their barbecue mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's not just going to roll into get the Home Depot model off the floor here we're talking you know oh yeah you make competition bar- uh, carts as well was it or 
Yeah, yeah, we do a little bit of everything. Uh, Probably uh, 60% of our business is custom. Well, 50% is custom work, Mm -hmm. uh, where we we take a couple of our designs and customize it to a trailer or to a pull behind, and uh, and then the rest is our residential backyard pits. Mm. Nice. And uh, we build them like you'd build a pit smoker. You know, they're heavy gauge steel. Uh, We're using 11 gauge, which eight inch thick steel. Is that um, the quarter? Is that the quarter? There it is. is what, the, the, the eleven gauge steel. 11 when I heard steel. it was now, eleven that, gauge steel, that's thicker than quarter inch. That's thicker than any of the. Well, come on, any of any eight, of those I don't think I've ever guys. seen a pellet grill with with yeah. that thick of of gauge steel. Yeah. Go ahead. Nelson. Yeah, all those imports are using uh, eighteen gauge, which is less than a sixteenth of an inch, and we're using up to an eighth of an inch or thicker. Oh wow. And, and then we've designed the firebox so that it smokes more. Um, you know, it's going to have more ash than, than the imports are because they're using a high-speed fan to blow the ash out of that cup because they're more interested in the temperature than they are the smoke. Uh, they're just looking for flame to get it up to temp. Um, we want temp and smoke, so we use a lower-speed fan so you get more pellets smoldering. Uh, and we use a larger firebox. It's about two-and-a-half times the size, so you you have an opportunity for more of those pellets to get into that smolder mode where you develop that smoke. So what, what size hopper comes standard on, on a, on a pit? Um, our standard one is about a 25 pound hopper. So the whole bag, it'll take, it'll, a whole, it'll take a whole bag basically of, of pellets, big bag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it'll hold 25 pounds. I, I'd say 20 is usable because the last five pounds, you know, they kind of get hung up on the sidewalls, whatnot, but, uh, yeah, yeah. um, it, it, uh, it'll take a full bag and it'll burn up. It only burns about a pound an hour on a 90 degree day. Uh, at 225, you're, you're probably going to be between, uh, three quarters and a pound an hour. So it's pretty efficient. Hmm. That is pretty efficient, yeah. actually. Now, now you had come up with a different hopper system to, um, to cut down on like clogs. The, uh, the auger system? The auger system. I'm yeah, sorry. For the auger, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, I mean, it it's it's just a simple change. I mean, it's it's not part of the rocket science, but it does make a huge difference in your day to day use. You know, uh, our auger is only about six to eight inches long, depending on which model you get, and and it feeds in just we drop our our fire boxes on the side of the grill instead of in the center, and then we use our our uh, our uh, fan to to work as a convection. Effect so it keeps the rest of the grill and using uh, fire shields and drip tray, we're able to hold the temperature within five degrees. But yeah, that that auger, hey, we use a solid steel shaft down the center of the auger, and um, it's it's a ten gauge or twelve gauge flighting, so it's not going to jam up. It's not going to twist on itself like the longer ones. They'll start to get in on and uh, bind up on themselves. No kidding. So and and, and does that that um. So you're in Idaho now. It snows, right? And you're coming from Texas where it didn't. So um, (laughs) even in the cold New England, say, or Idaho winters, uh, you don't find any – nothing freezes up with that, with your hopper or your auger system. Like I know some of them can freeze up. I've heard some stories or uh, jammed up or – the other thing we use is uh, we use a geared motor instead of a direct drive, and this gives us more torque. So the the geared motor is going to tor- 
torque it through uh, any kind of uh, resistance. Twerk. The only thing we found that they'll, they'll stop our motor is wet pellets. If the water, because those things will expand to 10 inch size and they'll just that, yeah. seal it up. Right. But the advantage on our short auger, it's easy to clean out. You're not having to, you know, manhandle that thing to dig out that big old 24 inch auger. Mm. It's just all, it's all exposed basically. So you can get in there and chip it out. <clears throat> nice. So we'll, let's, we're going to go back into history. What made you start building pits? Well, I, it wasn't ever really a conscious decision, I guess. You know, we grew up in Texas, so you just built your own smoke back then, and Kidding. and you always did. And then, you know, going through school, doing the um, FFA and ag mechanics, and so you had to do a shop class, and you had to do well, and so you may as well build a barbecue pit. And, nice. and then, and, uh, then, of course, those, you build them out of, down in Texas, we build them out of oil fill pipes. So really, you only have to build one, and, and you, you're pretty done. It's going to last you forever. That's awesome. And you and, 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 and when you moved down, would you into pellets when you were in Texas, or was that something that no. kind of came rose up, you know, when you moved? That, it it wasn't it wasn't a lack here. of wood supply, maybe that maybe this, this is the mil, this is one of the million dollar questions. Right? I just wanna I, I gotta know. You know, was it lack of wood? Was it was it just lack of sleep? Was it lack of anything? Was it just desire? I will say that it's easier to find wood back home, uh, you know, and, and and it's been real hard to get my family or everybody back home converted over to pellets because they're like, well, I just go up back and get oak or pecan or, you know, it's it's all available. But, you know, now people are kind of going, you know, I'd like to sleep more. So, oh, yeah. Have you ever been to Idaho? You could see Idaho. No, you I could see not. from Boston to Lowell without a tree. That was a city, two couple cities here. You, you could see for miles. Okay, so there is no wood. I, I don't know. I haven't seen. I never saw a tree I, when I drove through Idaho. You must no have trees. been on eighty four because if you go a little further north, it's all forest. <laughs> but it is all pine and fir. Oh, it's softwood. Softwood. Yeah, yeah you can't use that. So did did you have like an inner struggle of you know being a Classic stick burner barbecue guy, and then I am about to embark in building a line of pellet cookers. And did you use pellet cooker? Tupac question. Did you use a pellet smoker prior that you were like, hey, I could get into this? Or was it just kind of a, an epiphany? It, it was weird. Um, about two years before I got involved with it, <clears throat> Uh, there's a realtor guy here in town, and, you know, during that bad uh, real estate bust that we had back in uh, 03 to 06, this guy got the bright idea. You know, Traeger was started right up the road in Oregon, and uh, he thought, well, I'll build a pellet grill, right? He didn't really understand the manufacturing or engineering, but uh, it was a good idea. And a buddy of mine was telling me about it, and I'm like, man, that just don't sound like it's going to work. <laughs> And, uh, Logistically speaking, he kept, he kept saying, "Saying, well, no, no, it's great. It's convenient." I was like, "And it can't taste that good. I it can't have any smoke flavor." And um, he had one, and he showed me how easy it was. And then, then um, the guy that kind of started these little small, small ones um, was ready to get back in real estate, and he had, he was looking for somebody to kind of take over his line. And so I was like, "Well." Might as well and see what we can do with it. And uh, we took it and um, 
and it was a good start, but we we took some things that uh, to kind of bring in that pits to get more of a smoke profile that you'd get from a wood smoker. Change the airflow up, change the firebox a little bit, uh, change the air the air fan or the fan so that we could control the smoke better, and uh, change the venting up a little bit just to kind of improve on it. And then, uh, of course, that was a backyard model, and then we took it into a competition and. Uh, Commercial units. Hmm. Nice. Let's talking about the venting uh, for a sec. Where do you position the stacks on your smoker? You know, is it, uh, you know, if you have, um, is it, with, if there's just one grate, is it grate level? If there's two grates, do you, do you stack, you like put them in between or at the upper grate? I see a lot of them at the upper grates uh, for different, you know, manufacturers out there. And I've always thought and was, you know, through my research, and experience is, is the, if it's great level, you're going to get the best convection. But so where do you, how does, does that play a role at all in, in the engineering at all with your smokers where you place that stack? Yeah, it sure does. Um, so for, for all of our backyard units, we use a vent uh, slit in the back. We don't have a stack. Oh. And we did that to even out the temperature across the grates so that uh, if you don't have a cold side, you don't have a hot side. And it's right at the top grate level, but uh, with the way we have designed the firebox and the, the airflow, uh, you pretty much get the same uh, smoke uh, rolling across the bottom shelf going up to the top shelf as you get on the top shelf. Now, I cook a lot of my briskets on the top shelf just because it's a little further away from the flame, uh, but other than that, you won't notice a smoke difference really between the top and bottom shelf. And being no. being a true Texan, you probably go fat side up, I would assume, because I, that's why, and that's yeah. why, and that's why you're going second shelf because you don't want to char the bottom at all, correct? That's right. Ah. right. And I am a fat ah. side up kind of guy. You got to go, fat, you know. <laughs> and I always have been a fat cap up type of guy. And in my, I just have a small, you know, Brinkman uh, offset. It's decent, you know, but uh, you got to keep. I get the, uh, I get the plate, the bottom kind of the heat, the, the, the diffuser plate. <laughs> But I was charring a little bit of the underneath, and so I, I did my first fat side down not too long ago. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, I, I wasn't mad. You do realize you might be starting a war here. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, if, I would, I, if I'm going to smoke, like, do an event where I'm doing, throwing 10 briskets on, you know, a reverse flow or whatever that we rented or, you know, get from, like, you know, these different people that lend us their smokers and yeah. stuff, you know, I always go fat side up. You know, but uh, I went fat side down. Man, it was. I'll tell you, I, I love the way the bark forms way better on the fat cap than I do on the on the underside of the. If you if you go um, with the flat up, you know. But once you wrap it and then it sits for a while, it comes out. I mean, it was pretty darn juicy. I'm not saying go against the grain here. Keep your fat side up, but I wasn't disappointed, and neither were my. Was the crew eating it? It was. It was good. And there it is. Chef Johnny, hey, I'm a Texan cooking fat down. Oh, and and I, you know, I I have to, you know, I, I can't say one person's right and you know, fat side up is right, fat side down is right. What I have found is depending on what I'm cooking it on. Mm. Now, depending on what piece of equipment I'm cooking it on, I like to keep the fat side and the thickest part of the meat. Up and towards the fire. Up towards the fire. Right. Yes. Always. So if I'm coming like a, you know, like a barrel smoker, mm -hmm. 
fire's coming up, I'm putting fat side down. You got to because there's no protection. To protect, just to protect the meat itself. Ugly drum smoker, make your brisket ugly as Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it does. It, I think it does definitely matter. Now, if you're cooking on Weber Smoky Mountain, where you got that water dish that's def- that's deflecting, or a green egg like I have, gotta go fat side up because it's gonna hit the dome and come down, come right, come back, right back down, down, down real hard yeah. on you. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm Nelson, sorry. no, go ahead. Wait. Uh, I was gonna say uh, you were. T- a little more on our, our stacks, just uh, on our commercial ones, you were talking about um, having reversal and whatnot. And yes. our, our uh, competition and commercial ones, a lot of our stacks are at the bottom. So it fills the cabinet up with smoke and then before it exits out. So you, you uh. get, you're further away from the flame, you get a more, that's probably the closest to an offset that we have is our cabinet, the cabinet our larger ones. cabinet smoke. I was checking those out and I couldn't figure out if those were pelleted. Well, I, I, look, I looked at them quickly and I was like, I couldn't. I couldn't find a, a firebox. Yeah. Those are behind it as well, right? The fire, yeah, the, the, no, the it's hopper? inside, but it's at the bottom. But oh, it's under. Okay. It's under a couple of layers of steel, oh. and then it just kind of filters up through the cabinet, and then it has to go to the top and back down before it, it exits the stack. Nice. Now that's the the Outlaw forty two hundred. So that's uh, that's all of our Outlaw cabinets, and uh, it's the Outlaw three thousand uh, forty two hundred. And uh, the variations off of that. Okay. And then nice. almost all of our competition ones, our custom ones, will do that way as well. All right. Now, Unless, now let's get into some of your cookies yeah. here. Now, you said it was both Outlaw and Sawtooth. What's, what's the yeah. difference? Well, the Outlaw is uh, is our... Uh, thicker one and our sawtooth is made from a lighter gauge metal it's okay. a 16th of an inch it's still not as thin as the, the imports but it's uh it helps us have uh, a model that people can afford to get into that that want a serious cooker because it's going to perform the same mm-hmm. it just doesn't have some of the nice features like the larger hopper or the clean outdoors um and what's the heavier metal uh, but performance wise you're gonna you're gonna love it but it is a little lighter, and it's a little easier to get into from a from a cost perspective. Okay. And I will say, like, uh, you know, up here, I cook on the sawtooth during the winter just because there's not as much metal to heat up. If I'm in a hurry, I can heat up that sawtooth faster than I can those heavy-gauge steel. <laughs> right. So if I'm cooking chicken or steak or something, I need to fire quick, yep. I'll roll out the sawtooth. No kidding. Yeah, the other ones, though, the 11-gauge, man, they must hold temps. I mean, take a little bit to get up there, yeah. but it's like a locomotive, man. Once that thing's going, it's like, I'm sure it just rolls. Yeah. I told you, you're going to start a f- fucking war here. I did. I started a war. Chef Johnny's going to be mad at you. And Nelson, <laughs> Nelson knows Chef Johnny, so yeah. he, he knows yeah, where yeah. he's probably going with it. Yeah. The best bark is up, so if you cook fat up, your best bark is on the fat, and you don't eat the fat. Right. Say it again. The best bark yeah. is up. So yep. if you cook fat up, yep. the best bark on that brisket is on the fat, which you're not going to eat. So you're wasting. Wait, well, why aren't you going to eat that fat? If you trimmed it down accordingly, it should render down accordingly, and then the fat, if cooked enough, should be gelatinous and gooey, and you should eat it. Is there a national boxing month? 
I'm ready. We're going to have to have Chef Johnny on, and you two just duke it out, and I'm going to sit here with some popcorn. But again, I, I do prefer back and I, watch. So he likes fat down, is what he's I'm saying. Gonna throw, uh, I'm going to throw a little uh, A&M science at you for eating a uh, reason to eat fat. On a brisket, it, the brisket's the only part of the, the cow that has fats that are good for lowering your cholesterol, bad cholesterol. That's why I rock low cholesterol, not <laughs> I was just about to say, do not go there. I don't. One would think I have a one hundred percent solely brisket diet, but I, I don't. I look like I do, but I don't. Yeah. All right. So, so you now let's get back on track here. We're off the rails. I'm a sidetrack. So you got the outlaws and the sawtooths. Now, what are the you know price ranges that you're looking? We're looking at. To get into, we'll start with the outlaw line. And the entry-level backyard, maybe, right? Something like that? Yeah, the entry-level outlaw is uh, $14.99. Um, there's not much that you need. I mean, we're, we're doing it with, uh, that That will give you the free top shelves and a free meat probe right now. It's actually our 10-year anniversary, so we're doing free shipping on them as well. So you get free shipping, free top shelves, and free meat probe. Okay. Um, and there's, uh, and Fourteen ninety nine for the for the four fifty and fifteen ninety nine for the six eighty, but uh, with the shipping you're saving yourself about two hundred fifty dollars. Do they have probe ports in them, or you said some? Uh, yeah, they've probes? got a meat probe uh, meat probe jack built in, and our, our grills are Wi Fi compatible, um, and so you can upgrade at any point to Wi Fi if you want to track your phone, and, and they're cloud based, so you can be across country uh, checking on your grill. Nice. And what other accessories, I guess, or upgrades with like a, with any of those like backyard models that you would have the option to purchase? Typically, uh, it's a front shelf, bottom shelf, uh, grill cover. Uh, typically, the meat probes are upgrade, but we're including that. And okay. the top shelves are normally an upgrade, so we're including those. No, nice. We're including those right now as well. Beautiful. Very good. Very good. So then... And then the Wi-Fi. Right? Okay. Right. So now on to the, the, the sawtooths. Now, I see that, you know, SPG 410, SPG 610. When I see SPG, I mean, I automatically think salt, salt pepper, pepper, garlic. garlic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can figure out the outlaw, the OL, 450 and 680 outlaw. Okay, you got me well, stumped on the yeah, SPG. <laughs> the salt, pepper, garlic, you know, we took with a lot of that, so it goes with <laughs> And those you can get into, uh, you can get into the uh, 410. For nine hundred um, and the uh, six ten for uh, eleven or for ten fifty, and uh, there you can upgrade shelves. Uh, those are also Wi Fi upgradable um, front shelf grill uh, meat probe um, grill cover, whatnot. And those are normally a little bit more, but we've got them discounted right now for the the anniversary. Nice, nice, nice very nice. Have you now? Do you compete at all, uh, and have you used these smokers yourself in in competition? I have, uh, I do, and just for fun, I'm not, I don't go out there to kill it. Most of them just out there to have fun and hang out with the guys, so. You're not after my, uh, Myron Mixon's I, title? I'm not. <laughs> You're not after the most winningest man in barbecue title? <laughs> no, I'm mostly out there just to share a lot of barbecue. We we, we use those to kind of get to know people, and yep. uh, we hang out, we cook a lot of barbecue, hand out a bunch of samples. Um I I don't think we've ever placed in the top five, but some of our some of our teams that we sponsor have. Nice. Um, there's a, a twisted brisket out of Southern California, and then uh, pork and things out of Amarillo, uh, Texas, and um, 
Ufta Q out of northern uh, or out of uh, Washington, and uh, they've all been very successful with our pits. Nice. And you throw them on trailers too. They're, you said you outfit them for trailers as well. The pellets. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, we do uh, kind of a hodgepodge of whatever you want on a trailer. We'll do. Uh, we've got a sixteen hundred, which is good for smoking hogs. Uh, or if you've got it's it's five foot long, and then we've got a cabinet, and we like to partner those two up the cabinet with the uh, sixteen hundred, and uh, and we can do any other kind of configuration. We do a couple where we put two six eighties on there back to back so that you have two te- two temperature choices. Oh. Um, and that's kind of been a pop become a popular one. That's good. It helps those split cooks. All right. You yeah. don't have to have your yeah. meat off so early to throw oh, in the second sure. batch. Yeah. You can kind of throw them all in there. Have them done together, and now, or keep or, or keep, we're, use one as a warmer, right? Yeah, we've got one actually coming out now where it's a six eight. Uh, it's a little bigger than a six eight. It's a six eighty cabinet uh, style, so it's probably going to be about twenty five hundred square inches. Uh, and then the backside, you'll be able to use as a warming cabinet. Oh man, I just love a good warming cabinet. Warming, or they come in. You handy. might laugh, but warming cabinets excite a pitmaster. They just it's like you got the cooler, but you have a warming cabinet, all the better. Well, our uh, our caterers love it, love that configuration. Yeah. We we um we've cooked for the Albertsons Open here in Boise uh, for a couple of years, and uh, you know with that with that uh, sixteen hundred and three thousand combo, we were able to feed everybody for four days um, uh, tri tip, and so you can pump through a lot of meat on those things. Yeah. Now. Here's the pick your favorite child question. Out out of all the cookies you produce, if, Nelson, you were to pick just one of them, what would it be? One to quarantine with. One to quarantine with (laughs) of all your lines of smokers, which one will it be? Just one. All around. Well, if size size isn't an issue, I'll take the Outlaw 3000. Um, it's just a great all-around smoker. I mean, that, and if I had to pick, if I was had was limited on size, I'd probably take that small cabinet, the Outlaw 2000, the 2500, I think it is, the little guy. But the cabinets, they're not great for grilling, but they are great smokers. Mm. Nice, nice. Now, nice. you also, and, and here's where we, we're talking bark and brisket and all this stuff. <laughs> you bark. do have a line of rubs. Ooh. You yes, you do. Oh yeah, yeah. We uh, we've got uh, just a general all-purpose. Uh, we call it our trail dust. Uh, it gets on everything because it's good on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's it's it was originally just our brisket rub, but everybody kept putting it on everything. So we've kind of taken the brisket label off of it, and because um, people are loving it on their chicken, their ribs, uh, and everything. And then we've got a sweet sweeter uh, rub. Kind of our take on a Memphis dust for pork butts and uh, ribs, uh, but there again, people are cheating and putting it on chicken. So we have a guy down in South Texas that buys just that that rub just for his chicken competition because he it, he's been winning with that that rub for his chicken. Now is that the is that Which, the copper ore? That's the copper ore, yes sir. Mm. I would we tried to stick with the outlaw theme on our names here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you also have a citrus dust, I believe, right? 
Or uh, uh, that's our gold dust. The gold and, uh, dust. It's okay. a lemon and orange, lemon peel, orange peel, uh, citrus kind of flavor, uh, and it's got a little bit of a tang to it. So if you like lemon pepper, it's kind of a nice, uh, a nice alternative to that. That must. And it's good. great on chicken and ribs. I was gonna say, yeah, poultry. It sounds good on yeah. poultry or pork tree in this situation. Throw that on some chops. Pork, cut chops. Or pork, come on now. Oh, pork chops. Yeah, it's pork great. tree rub. And, and I know we're all smokers here, but if you like to fry fish, mix that in with your cornmeal before you before you bread your fish. Oh, there you and go. bread your fish oh. with that in there. Fishing out of your back, and then fry it. Throwing cornmeal and nice. And, and uh, what's the what's the price points on the rubs? Just so everybody knows, when the, when after this show, when they go and place the order for their smokers, they're gonna throw. <laughs> they're gonna get themselves some rubs. You gotta too. get some rub at the same time. Well, if they tell us they saw us on the show, I'll throw throw in uh, some sample rubs with the, with the smokers. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Someone needs to buy a pit. Who's buying pits? <laughs> and who's gonna be the first? Let's go, Ryan. And, uh, Ryan wants other, to buy. Otherwise, they're about Ryan. seven bucks. Seven bucks to nine dollars a bottle. Okay. How big? What size bottles typically do? You, is it one size? They're six, six, uh, six and a half ounces, I think. Okay. Don't do make you, me a liar here. Do you sell, <laughs> we're, not, we're not holding you. We're not holding you to it. This is just taped in uh, on our show forever. Um, <laughs> do you do you sell it by the bag? Do you sell it by the bag as well? Uh, you want to get it by the bag? Uh, we can. Um, we we have uh, sealable bags, but so far, really, everything's gone out in bottles. But we can't. We do have refill bags. Okay. Very good. Very good. Nice. Now I'll try that, Nelson. First off, thank you so much for taking time out of the day. I know it's still in the middle of your work day to come and join us. Yes. Yeah, you see me. I'm in my work clothes. I was over there running the water jet, cutting metal for uh, for the net. Can you stop? Can you keep wash those hands and got it right on this? Po- Maybe you didn't wash your hands, but either way, you got That's on the podcast. Right I tell you what, this time of year, uh, they're stained from uh, oh. from uh, pulling the smoke grates off the grills and, and all that good grease and flavor off of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I still got a couple remnants from yesterday myself. I got a nice burn mark the other day. Oh, right yeah, there. you got a good one on the oh, inside. Yeah. That's how you know if someone's really doing it right. You got burn marks all over your... Freaking- I'm missing patches oh, of yeah. hair. We're good. But but the barbecue takes... <laughs> well, you great. can always tell... When it's barbecue season, because my hand will go black around on these two, three fingers right here. That's it. <laughs> about, season. about October, it'll start clearing up. Nice. So, Nelson, where can everybody find you? Website, social media, Facebook, Instagram. What do you got rolling? Sure. Uh, well, on uh, internet, we're outlawsmokers.com. Um, and then Facebook, it's facebook.com slash outlawsmokers. And then Instagram, we're a little different because we're. We started um, with uh, Sawtooth Pal Grills and Outlaw Smokers on that one. So it's Need to Grill, which is the number two. And that's for those people that need to grill. Mm-hmm. Nice. Guilty. Nice. <laughs> I always need to grill. Claudia came home, came home the other day. And she, you know, what are you doing? I go cooking. What are you cooking? Sausages. Why? Why not? Because I needed to cook something. <laughs> it's Sunday, and I needed to cook something. I'm, do- I'm not doing the roast till Monday. And I got to cook something here. Mm-hmm. I got all my babies lined up in the row, mm-hmm. all neat and ready to go at the new house. And you think I'm not going to fire that? Are they covered? Huh? Have, yeah, they covered. Oh, yeah, they're all covered. Uh huh. wish I had a... Just got to pick up the cover for the Blackstone the other day. Oof. Yesterday. I got myself one of those, Dan. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that. We'll do a whole episode oh, on that bad boy. Man. But, Nelson, 
thank you so much. It was a pleasure yep. talking to you again. Thank you, Nelson. So I just real quick, we do have dealers for the outlaw smokers. If you're in yes. the area of, yes, uh, absolutely. of, uh, 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 Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, Oklahoma city, uh, Tucson, Arizona. So we do and Southern California down in orange. Uh, okay. and we're growing, we've got dealers, uh, popping up. Uh, we, We've kind of changed our network. With Saltus, we had to start selling those direct through our website just because to keep the cost competitive with the imports. But uh, you'll start seeing more and more dealers carrying our, our outlaw signs. And if uh, if you know a dealer that's looking for a good quality pellet grill to carry, uh, have them get in touch with us. I was going to say, we're, we're, we're going to have to try to find you someone local here in New England Absolutely. that wants to uh, – <laughs> yeah. Disperse the smokers because I think we could use something like your product up up around. Absolutely, like 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 I said, I've I've always been stick burning and mm-hmm. pellets, n- not my style. I like sitting there by the pit, and that's fine. I'll take a little nap. But there's and I'll a set lot of phone. there's a lot of pellet heads out there, it, and there's always an application. It's an application for it. Yeah, absolutely. I, right? I don't disagree with it at yeah, all. Yeah. But once Chef Johnny introduced me to Nelson, he's starting to sway me towards the. I'll tell, you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. I wouldn't have been able to do all that yard work the other day for seven hours, trimming my bushes and mulching and everything with a stick burner going without me having to run back every 20 minutes to toke the fire. But the you would have done it. Would, would be perfect. For but that. you would have done it. Oh, I do it. <laughs> <laughs> On a regular Here's basis. How I look at it. But I want to break from I that every once in a while. <laughs> one brisket a month just because it, you had to plan a day you were going to be home all day. Right. And now I can cook a brisket pretty much in, I've cooked cook more than once a month, two yeah. or three times a month, just because it's so easy. Yeah. How many briskets? I don't have to you, sit there and babysit it. How many briskets can you fit into, uh, like, your entry level backyard model, for example? You get, you get a couple in there? <clears throat> yeah, the 450, you can put two in on, a uh, long bottom shelf, long top shelf. The 680, depending on the size of your brisket, you can get um, two really big ones or four uh, smaller ones. Okay. That's important to know. Well, Especially absolutely. with National Brisket yeah. Day just around the I know the you're corner. all excited. National Brisket Day. You're all excited. We're going to get a jingle for that. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> but, Nelson, thank you again, sir. It's been a pleasure to speak with you again. I know we had talked a couple of weeks back on CJ's that show. Was great. And that was great. But thank you for taking time out of your day. Thanks, Nelson. To join us on there. And ho- hopefully, you know, it's, it's, it's a great product and people need to know about it for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate the time, and um, you know, good luck with. Uh, I've enjoyed being on the, the the podcast here. So, thanks, thanks man. Thanks for having me. It's been, All right, it's brother. Been a pleasure, brother. Thank you. All right, y'all. Take care. Cool. Take care, take Nelson. Care, Nelson. Told you. What a good dude. Great dude. Great. Great smokers. product. Yep. Like you said, the, the the eleven gauge steel. I heard eleven gauge steel, and I'm like, oh boy. You don't see that on any pellet smoke. Uh uh-uh. no. I haven't seen any pellet no. smokers with eleven gauge. Yeah. So that's a it's a real deal piece of machinery yep. for sure. Sounds like it's high end, top shelf pellet smokers. Yep, for only the serious. Yep, enthusiasts. you know because some of them came out of the gate running mm-hmm. and then, you know, they faded off a little bit here yep. and there, yep. and the quality went down. And no, not naming names. Right, right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um. Just saying. Uh, it just happens when you go big box store. Things that's just, that's exactly, and that's what exactly happened. Just go down. You know, the they were the number one pellet cooker on the planet. Then they got too big for the bitches, and then kind of what happened. I hate to say, quality went down. And, and and I'm not speaking because I'm biased or anything. Yeah. Look at the reviews. 
do do the research. You see more problems with the newer, whatever you want to call it, generation of them mm-hmm. than the originals. Right, right. That's what happens. Because they got popular and they needed to, the demand to went it. up, so they it, needed to keep up with the it supply. Happened with, it happened with Oak Joe, too. Yep. You know, once they kind of sold out to the, you know, big box stores, then next thing you know, the the guy started Horizon. <laughs> they used to own Oak Joe. Yeah. And now make a, again, quality product. Yeah. Um, but you know what I want to talk about real quick before we, looks like we're wrapping up Oh, I know, I know what we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, what is that? What, what, what do you got going on this week there, my friend? I'm a little busy myself Starts this weekend. R. Rhymes with breast. Ooh. Riverfest. Riverfest. <laughs> we got Riverfest 2020 coming. Virtual Riverfest. C-Mac. Here we come, C-Mac. baby. C-Mac. Greg, you had him at breast. I had him at breast. <laughs> Did I throw you off with the breast comment? No. Ripper Fest. But I'm going over breast. But never mind. Who Keeping knows? this family friendly. All I know. Oh, now. We're today, teetering oh, on today. now. We're trying to keep it on PG. Oh, today it's family friendly. But last week it wasn't. Come on. It varies from week to week. When Phil comes on, maybe not so fam- family friendly. Oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. Because there's a lot of fuckery going on. There's a lot of fuckery. See, all right, there we go. We're officially back the to way, the R rating. We're good. I, I I jumped on his podcast, uh, his live one last night. He was doing that. That he was doing the shrimp, yeah. And uh, and I commented, and his wife said, "Oh, Greg, Greg's on." And he goes, "Oh, he goes, he definitely likes when I do those camera changes." And he looked to the right to his other camera. <laughs> <laughs> Gave me yeah, a shout out. We got Riverfest coming, virtual um, Riverfest. So excited! Jump into that. Yeah. Check it out at C Max Riverfest on Facebook, and it, you know <clears> it, it's advertised on our page. Yep. Advertised on. Uh, New England Pitmasters and a whole bunch the of the other groups. Page, the Blackstone Boys. And starting Friday night, obviously, we're going to. So we have a, a huge 20 pounder uh, brisket that we're throwing on. And we're going to try to do some clips throughout the night. Yep. Throw them on the Riverfest page. And I have the one to two slot with Chris and Kevin. You have the. I got the four, five. To, four to five? Four to five. Oh shit! I think it's do four. I have four to five or th- five to six? You know, I I think I'm four to five. Yeah. I think uh, Matt Hussey is five to six, and, and I think later CJ on, is at six Coast. o'clock. Yep. But either way, it's going to be a good good time. Good time. Post a thunderstorm on Saturday. That's all right. Get those pop ups going. It's- Wear those rubber shoes, please. <laughs> But yeah, hop on there, share your cooks. You know, there's going to be a lot of uh, lot of good names, a lot of people. Messy Mike's going to be mm-hmm. on there, yep. a bunch of other guys, and uh, it's going to be a great time. But, I'm psyched. Uh, I can't wait. Get abs- some sleep on Thursday night because you're going to need it. Oh, for sure. What are you sure. cooking? On? What are you going to be doing? I told you last week. I'm doing Texas style enchiladas. Things what Texas style enchiladas? Okay, I'll accept that. That's it. Good. Save me some. Oh, I will. <laughs> well, that's it for this week, folks. We'd like to thank you all for joining us. Catch the auto wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. On YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. You'll be notified every time a new episode pops up, and you'll have our entire catalog of shows right there at your fingertips. Yep. On social media, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, at PitLifeBBQ. 
Also, you can find our New England Pitmaster. New England Pitmaster. Yep, we're on, on Facebook. The uh, Barbecue Broker. Yep, Facebook backslash groups, backslash New England Pitmasters. And then on Instagram, New England Pitmasters. And my Instagram, which is the underscore Barbecue Broker. The Barbecue Broker. Check out my cooks. Johnny HD Instagram and... Yep. No, Johnny HD 77 Instagram and yep. Johnny Mags Barbecue on YouTube. YouTube. Which, by the way... Is- Getting some traction. We're getting some traction. Getting I, some I traction, feel like my, my bro, like brother Alton, the dog father. Yeah, he has gone ballistic. I think he just hit ten thousand. He was averaging the past three weeks. He's averaging the last weekend. He was like Thursday, Friday, said he was averaging five hundred subscribers a day. Wow. He, he jumped just hit from 10, 000, like three thousand right? to ten thousand in the past three weeks. Unbelievable. Because it was on our podcast. No, just saying. It might have something to do with that. I want to think that that's what it is. I'm going to think that's <laughs> what it is. We'll bring it up in the next chat. Awesome. But listen, folks, enjoy the week. Until well, next week. Love you guys. Keep the keep smoke, smoke rolling. Attention, cigar smokers, or even friends of a cigar smoker. If you're looking to relax with a nice premium cigar or looking for a great gift for a cigar smoker, this is the gift that keeps on giving. Our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com have created the Cigar of the Month Club. For just $24.99 per month, you or your friend will receive four different premium handmade cigars every month. And shipping and handling is included. Go to TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com, and go to the Cigar of the Month Club. You can stop anytime because there's no contract, but you won't because this is a tremendous deal for our listeners. Go to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com, and click the Cigar of the Month Club. At the same time, if you want to learn about the cigars you receive each month, you can smoke along with them on their own podcast called The Cigar Authority. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a nice premium cigar from our friends at twoguyscigars.com. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.